The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. And welcome wrestling fans to the Ice Hour. This podcast is aimed at promoting the world of Division Three college wrestling and is named for the late Hall of Fame coach Dave Eisenhower. Here we'll talk about topics and news that's relevant to those who compete for the love of the sport in Division Three. The Ice Hour is sponsored by My House Sports Gear. Check out their line of wrestling gear and apparel at MyHouseSportsGear.com. Subscribe using your favorite podcasting app by going to MattTalkOnline.com slash ice. Now up on the Ice Hour, we head up to the Mitten. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what the Mitten is, that is the state of Michigan. I'm going to visit with Jeremiah Tobias, the head coach at Alma College in Alma, Michigan. They are the Scots. Good day, Scotty. Coach, welcome to the, the Ice Hour with my bad accent. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Let's just talk a little bit about it. You're, you're heading into your second year as the head coach of the program up there, a, a reinvigorated, a reinstated program, and we'll get to some of the reasons why afterwards. But uh, let's just talk about what's it like to be a Division three head wrestling coach in this era of wrestling programs coming back to life, coming back from the dead, or, or brand new altogether. I mean, fun, best way I can put it. I mean, I'm enjoying myself doing what I love to do. So I guess I wasn't in any... Uh... In any other division, any other time period. So, um, and Division Three for myself is uh, relatively new. So, yeah, other than that. So getting your feet wet with coaching, you got Todd Hibbs, who had started that program, and, and a guy that was the voice of wrestling as a PA announcer. He'd been an administrator. He had, you know, started the program at Olivet and kicked that off and then moves, moves up to Alma. What, what was it like to know that, okay, Todd is going to leave me a good situation to get into coaching with? Well, it was great because I, I had a great mentor for for five years that you know helped me to know really what Division Three was and uh, I guess the ins and outs, what I need to do to uh, be a successful coach, administrator, um, you know, just the right type of kids to get in and and how to do you know I guess the periodization of throughout season and everything with Division Three. So it was uh, it was great to have him uh, as a mentor and yet still today. So been. Uh, it's been a good experience to understand your coaching journey. We need to go back to high school and, and understand your wrestling journey. You were a four-time state champion in Michigan and a good wrestling state, good tradition. And you ended up wrestling at the university of Michigan. What was that experience like coming out of high school? Was, was it what you expected and, and how did, how did wrestling at the division one level, either, uh, you know, suit you or, or change your idea on what wrestling coaching is all about? Uh, was it what I expected? Um, I knew it was going to be hard, but it was really an eye opener. It was a huge jump. Um, you know, you're wrestling for me in high school. I was, you know, there wasn't a lot of kids on my team. Uh, so I traveled all over the place to wrestle against, you know, good competition to get some good practices. Um, and then with the team that we had, you had the lineup was, was solid all the way through. Uh, you know, I had high expectations for myself, which I'm pretty sure most you know, high caliber wrestlers do. Um, but it was just one of those that worked as hard as I could to achieve my goals. And, you know, at a young age, I knew I wanted to coach. So that was kind of where the transition happened, you know, in colleges. You know, you go on the road, you're with guys, other guys traveling, going to open tournaments or whatever tournaments you're going to, and you're you're just coaching everybody. And you just kind of, I guess, fall in love with the coaching aspect as much as the competition aspect. 
we look at how the credentialed athletes come through into the big programs, and a lot of the talk is is why is this guy not not being able to to succeed? And we're talking about the starters here, and and you you were battling for a starting position throughout your career. Ultimately, though, it, it seems like people don't talk about the role players in the room or the guys that aren't starting. What was that like for you to be in that situation? Be like, man, I was a man in high school, and I'm still I'm just scrapping it out here, trying trying to trying to find some some crumbs of of a starting position. I guess frustrating is the only word that you can come up with. You know, you know, you're you're doing everything that they're doing, and you know, you lose by a point or two points here, and it it's really frustrating of why you can't get over that little hump or you know get over the hurdle. Some guys transfer, some guys stay, but really, is the the depth of the room is just the you know it just it makes the team better. Because my senior year, we ended up taking second, so I can't. Uh, I can't complain about my experience and really the level of uh, development that I got throughout my college career. We're going to be talking about kids that transfer into Division Three here in a moment, but it, it's kind of weird. You, you decide to say, you know, I'm sticking it out. Why did you stick it out instead of, you know, the opportunities like, for example, Division Three presents? There are going to be kids that are coming from D1 to D3 to give them an opportunity. You're going to be pitching that same thing, even though you stayed put at a D1 the whole time. Yep. Um, I guess some of it had to do with, uh, you know, my upbringing and, you know, my dad and grandfather instilled in me, you know, you, you uh, say you're going to do something, you follow through with it. Other parts were, you know, I really thought that I could break through the lineup and get that, you know, get the spot. Um, I mean, I, I loved wrestling at Michigan, so it was a great experience. I learned a lot of things that, you know, that helped me in my uh, coaching career um, and, you know, definitely have helped me in life. So, you know, there's pros and cons of the decisions we make, but you just roll with the punches and that's where you end up. So, You say you knew during your college career that you wanted to be a coach and, and right off the bat, you, you end up getting coaching positions and then, you know, before settling into the head coach at, at Alma, but what was it about that first coaching position? You remember the first application and why, why you wanted to go coach there? Um, when I uh, when I started, or I guess right out of college, um, I was a volunteer coach for Wyoming, and really it was at nationals and just helping the kids, like, trying to accomplish their goals. And you know, the first guy I wrestled, we you know lost in overtime, and it was one of those matches where you were just involved in it as much as they are. And you know, I guess it's the roller coaster that you go through as a coach. You know, you got your highs and lows, and I just loved it. You know, you you, you cherish the highs, but you know, you kind of cherish the lows too because you learn a lot from them. So I guess the whole aspect of the training and the cycle of things and in the relationships you build with the guys throughout the course of really a season. Um, and then over the course of time, you just, you, you're, you're just expanding your network of connections and the people that you know. And I just love it. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. So when you were, when you were at Wyoming, that was the Steve Suter era, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, so there there was a program that uh, had some decent tradition. You were seeing a lot of success with it with Mark Branch now, but you go from a, a Big Ten program to a program that was, for lack of a better, they're, they're a big school in terms of, you know, how you look at the University of Wyoming. It's 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 the largest school in the state, but, uh, you know, it, it kind of, it's treated as a mid-major in some respects with all sports. How did you take the, the success that you understood at a, at a power program, a Big Ten school like Michigan, and bring it to Wyoming. I mean, how much of a learning experience was that for you? 
Uh, it was definitely a learning curve for me. You know, you go where you've got a ton of kids in the room that are that their goals are to be uh, national champion, you know, all American to, you know, guys that want that, the same goals, but they're not putting the time in, the, uh, the energy and the effort in to be, you know, the best of the best. And it's, it's just, it was just a whole different level, you know, and all levels of college, you know, you see that. So it's just, it was just different. Um, I, I guess I just tried to instill what I, what I learned at Michigan uh, and the guys that I was working with there and try and get them, you know, to, to uh, accomplish their, their personal goals and to push them to achieve as much as their maximum potential. Early in, in your career, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be a little pushback with kids to be like, well, who are you? You didn't do this. I mean, how do you respond to that type of maybe uh, snarkiness from athletes who believe that their coaches are, are usually should be all Americans or something like that as far as their competitive careers go? Uh, well, as a coach, I, I mean, I just want the best for them. And that's kind of how I, I approach it that, you know, I, I can't do things for them, but I'm going to do what it takes to help them get to accomplish their goals. And, I realize I don't have the credentials, but uh, I know what I'm doing, and uh, I, I really want to see the best for them. So, and most of the kids, they haven't accomplished their goals either. So, I guess that's the best part that that you know the angle that you can take with them. Now, the opportunity to to come east at the relatively at that time new program at Belmont Abbey, uh, Coach Kenny Caudell been there a long time. What you know, you go from like the super cold winters of Wyoming to the humidity of North Carolina. I mean, well, well, let's talk about that change and what what the world of Division Two meant for your learning experience. Oh well, going from the forty not forty mile an hour winds in Wyoming to the uh, the pollen infested floor <laughs> ground of North Carolina, I uh, I enjoyed it. You know, you, the there's something about Wyoming that's amazing. Um, but you know, I guess my fiance at the time, now my wife, she said there was no way she was staying any longer. So we, uh, definitely moved, <laughs> but North Carolina was amazing. I learned a lot. Um, you know, when I was at, uh, Belmont Abbey, I, I had more of a, uh, hands-on, um, uh, I guess position when I was at Belmont Abbey, you know, with the recruiting and the practice structure, um, everything that we did. Um, I was involved with where when I was at Wyoming, it was I was strictly working out with middleweights, uh, getting them ready for national. So I learned a ton when I was there at Belmont, um, you know, and then I guess really how to recruit, you know, what what I need to do to network not only the program, but myself. And, you know, I, I, I man, it was, it was a great experience. So although I did not like living back in the dorms again, but, you know, that's, that's just another story in itself. <laughs> Yeah, the only time I stay in dorms are uh, at Junior Nationals in Fargo, where I actually opt to stay in Pavic Hall because, uh, you know, I don't care if it, it might have some – it doesn't have air conditioning. It just has air blowing that might be five degrees cooler than what it is. But uh, dorm life at 20 years out of – out of uh, in my case, 15 years out of college, I'm still used to it. Now, when we go to the world of a Division II wrestling, you've been a D1 athlete. You'd coached at a Division I school at Wyoming. Now you're entering the division, the, the sub D ones. You know you're getting to the, the 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 programs that don't get the exposure. What was it like realizing that? Uh, okay, I was at a Big Ten school. Okay, now at Wyoming you get you got you know financial support. Then you go to a Division two school outside of Charlotte, and it, you know it's like how do you compare the experiences? And what was the most eye opening experience about uh, Division two wrestling or or non D one wrestling? 
Um, well, I guess going, I guess getting into the more administrative side of things, it was really the the business side of what Division Two and really Division One was about, um, where I never had uh, the experience before. Um, it's 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 a it's a numbers game and it's a quality game. Um, there's a yes, there's a high level, but is it Big Ten? No. Is it your high level D1? No. You have a lot of guys that they're really good wrestlers, um, but they're not on that next level. Uh, so you're dealing, you're just kind of dealing with them. And some of the issues that you deal with is more mental issues and, you know, or I guess I don't want to say entitlement because they want a state title. They feel that they're entitled to, you know, scholarship or that they've already know everything. And it's just, it's, I guess it's just a different level. You're, you'll learn a lot trying to deal with kids and get them to be as, to reach their maximum potential, but it's just another level. And I know it was, the experience, uh, it's just uh, another experience for myself, I guess the best way to put it. Talk about the experience when you go even further east to, to the edge of the continent to Wilmington in, in the Port City Wrestling Club. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm on the beach. It was awesome. Uh, with that, it was a whole nother lower level, working with uh, high school kids um, and youth kids. Um, I had the opportunity to be a personal coach for a high school kid and uh, start a program up there. Um, it was, a, it was I guess, seeing a whole nother level of society, um, I guess, in itself. Um, but I guess starting something up from, you know, nothing, I guess, is what I learned is, is how to market, promote yourself in a, in a totally new area, um, that wrestling wasn't strong, that going to the beach and surfing was what kids wanted to do. So I don't blame them because the, the, the surf is amazing. But um, trying to get guys in the room and work out when it's, you know, 100 degrees out, it's a, a different atmosphere. But, I mean, I, like I said, it was another experience. Learned a whole lot about administrating and trying to put camps and clinics together um, in an area where it was you only had 180 degrees to work with, opposed to, you know, a full 360-degree radius to work with. So it was just another experience and networking and getting to know high school coaches on a different level because you're actually working with high school coaches opposed to college coaches. So it was just, it was a fun experience and uh, I'm really glad that I jumped on the opportunity um, to, you know, get to to get to go to Wilmington and uh, I guess network with a lot of people out there. One thing I'm curious about when it comes to that area, that that's, that's where Michael Jordan came from at Laney high school. It's uh, it's a basketball town. Uh, it's got a Division One school, UNC Wilmington, but it doesn't have a wrestling program. How do you try to expose the sport of wrestling and college wrestling to kids who maybe not even realize that they're they're seven, eight, you know, they're ten, twelve? I mean, there's a lot of college wrestling programs within the state of North Carolina. There is a lot of wrestling programs in North Carolina, and it it's just trying to get into the school systems and in branching out. And now that social media has taken off, it does a lot of uh, it helps out a lot to try and get to that generation, uh, I guess this generation and try and get kids in the room. It's just talking to them, trying to get them that it's just another avenue for them to, uh, build character and, uh, you know, I guess put another notch of things that they've done in their life, what they want to accomplish. But it was really hard. It is a basketball town. It is a, a surfing town. So getting wrestling, uh, cause I know like Laney was good back in the day, the whole coast there was there's several programs that have been extremely good and they go 
I guess it's like waves, just like some other programs, you know, you go, they have great years and then they have some time where they're not doing as well. So it's educating them on uh, what wrestling can do for, for them and the families and the community. Now, the opportunity to go back home, this is something that a lot of people talk about when they take jobs. It's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I moved back to Minnesota because my wife was from here and the opportunity to this, you, you typically kind of, okay, happy wife, happy life. And, uh, you know, well, first of all, is, is your wife a Michigan native? Okay, so check check the box there. Secondarily, uh, we're talking about, what, two hours from where you grew up, an opportunity with a new program. What was it like applying for that position uh, with, with Todd Hibbs kind of taking taking a brand new program that it had that had been there before and you know it's reinstated. Well, actually, uh, my wife and I we moved back a year before I actually got the job at um, at Alma. Um, my wife, uh, I guess my father in law, he was having some health issues, and we decided to move back um, and see if we could help out as much as we could. So we were back, and I was back in Michigan for a year doing private sessions and being like a local area guy running around doing some practices and hanging out with my father-in-law. But really uh, coach Hibbs actually looked, uh, sought me out and we went through probably about a month and a half interview process. I was right around the end of the season um, because what uh, Alma was reinstated in February and uh, it's right around the time that he was hired on. And we started talking right around there and I didn't get the job until uh, what May, first of May. So it was uh, real, it was a, a cool experience, I guess, getting uh, the interview process and, and knowing that I would be a part of uh, helping build a program and I get it reinstated and bringing guys in to see what we could do and what we could accomplish. What was your knowledge of Division Three wrestling prior to taking this coaching job? I had none. I think I wrestled one or two Division Three kids. Um, when I was in, when I was at Michigan, but other than that, I really, I knew that it existed, but that's about it. Um, I, I must say that I was uh, fairly uneducated on the levels of wrestling that there was when I was coming out of high school, because I think I would have taken, I would have done a better job of, uh, of researching what was out there and available. Yeah, and as far as the growth goes. What's it like before you get into the 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 Division Three angle and what you've learned about it? We've seen programs now added at Adrian, both men's and women's. Cleary's adding a program. Davenport's added a program. Junior colleges like Henry Ford have added. Uh, Mott is is well on their way. Uh, you know what is it? S four St. Clair County Community College. We got new pro Olivet. You got new programs that have just blown up in the last ten years. So the landscape of Michigan is giving athletes more opportunities. And how much are you as a coach now jumping on? those high school kids would be like, okay, yeah, we, we've got Eastern, we got Michigan state, we got the university of Michigan, but we got a lot more options here in the state now. Yep. It is, and that's, that's what it is. It, there's, there's a lot of options for kids. And I think it goes back to educating actually the high school coaches about the opportunities for these kids out there. Um, you know, and I, I, it's across the country, you know, you've got your good high school coaches and you see that with the great programs. And then you got your mediocre programs with uh, okay coaches that, they really don't know what's out there. And uh, I think just educating them on the programs that are out there and what they can offer and I guess really what the standards are for those programs for the kids to come through to get to go into those programs and wrestle with those programs. Um, and I guess the underlining behind it all, it's just you're, it's a college degree. You're looking to get a great education um, at the college level. 
and you have an opportunity to wrestle while you're there. So that's, I guess that's the, the, the angle that I take with a lot of coaches. Some coaches, they don't even know that they're coaching here in Michigan. They don't even know about Alma College. And it's, it's just trying to educate them. And that's why like we go out to as many camps as we can, try and talk to kids and promote the program. And just to make sure that Kevin Clonch at Blood Round doesn't get pissy with me because I didn't mention Central Michigan. That was not intentional. Sorry. I, I, I blanked on the, the other Division One school at the moment. I'm talking about Division Three. I'm not talking about Central Michigan at the moment. But when we talk about the growth of wrestling there in Michigan, we also have to look down south because it's directly tied to the growth of wrestling in the state of Arkansas where a guy named Greg Hatcher was recently inducted to the National Wrestling Hall of Fame this year for the Order of Merit. This guy started over uh, 50 high school programs in Arkansas where he lives. He is an Alma grad, and he is a guy that was responsible uh, in part for bringing the program back there. You were down there in Stillwater uh, you know, with the part of his crew, and what was it like, one, to see an Alma grad go in knowing that you're the head of that program and knowing the impact that Greg Hatcher has had not just on Alma College but his wrestling as a whole? Well, I guess watching the whole experience was was amazing. Going to the National Wrestling Hall of Fame and, you know, watching, uh, being able to be there while Greg Hatcher was going into the Hall of Fame was amazing. And then being there by on itself was an amazing experience for myself because I'd never gone. But Greg has done a lot, you know, and you know, just listening to Pat, Pat Smith, get up and talk to him about the impact that he's really made and getting to talk to some of the people around Greg and really how he's networked out to the state of Arkansas. And really this last year, we, we went down and wrestled down at the Hatcher duels. And we got to talk to several people that are associated with Greg and, and what he's done. It's, it's not just about wrestling for him. It's about, it's about helping people and, and really building relationships with people and, and helping people out to accomplish their goals. And, it's it's just amazing. He's he truly is a person who is wants to help people, and we are very fortunate that he's an alum of Alma and he helps our program out in the college out itself. But yet he's associated with wrestling and he's helping wrestling out on so many different levels, whether it's at the the youth level, the high school, the college, and I mean I'm pretty sure he's helping on the national level as well. Um, so it's it's just really awesome to be able to have somebody you know in your social network that really cares about the sport and people as much as Greg does. When you have a guy like that, that's part of the program and you get, you know, you go into the, now that the, the job, you're the boss, you're the guy, it's not Todd anymore. It's not the seasoned administrator. It's the young guy in his first head coaching job. Is it kind of intimidating to have conversations with a guy like Hatcher after that type of moment? Just a little bit. Uh, once you get to know him though, he's, uh, he's an awesome guy. He's a down to earth guy and he just wants to talk to you and help you accomplish things. You know, he listens, gives input. You talk to him about what's going on and where you, where the program is going and what you're trying to do. And he really, he tries to give you help and advice on what he thinks will help you be more successful. Um, or he'll recommend people to talk to. Um, I know last year he told me to come down and I, I had many conversations with Pat Smith. It was awesome. Um, so he's just, he really is trying to help people, you know, further themselves in their career and in life. And it's, it's it, like I said, it's great to have him within our social network. And really, it's a friend that I can call and ask questions about anything business or, or, or how to improve a certain aspect of my life. Well, we've talked about your background. We've talked about 
the background of the program, but let's talk about what it is about Alma College that makes it the right fit for you as a coach and what makes it real easy for you to say, you know what, this is the place for you, Michigan High School State place winner, uh, who wants to wants, wants bigger things to come and wrestle for. Really, I mean, it's a unique university that you know, you're dealing with higher-level kids. Really, when I went to Michigan, um, I went there because it was a whole nother level. You're dealing with um, a different uh, focus, mentally focused person, I guess is the best way I can say it, that you're looking to achieve excellence. And that's kind of how I look at Alma is that, you know, the, in their, in our mission statement is talking about thinking critically and, you know, trying to be, you put yourself in a better position. Um, and really that's what we're looking for. We're looking for uh, young men that, that really want to think outside the box and excel, uh, be entrepreneurs, you know, businessmen, uh, doctors, um, that they've pushed themselves in high school and they're going to do the same thing. I mean, you, you're just looking to, to get that right fit kid for Alma College. Now, a couple things that are that are also unique is you've got the whole Scots thing and these sometimes you guys have slick singlets and sometimes you go with that that hideous looks like a kilt thing. Okay, who makes those decisions and are you the man that needs to answer that question? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I've been the one that, that have, that's come up with the ideas. Some of the some of the ideas we've had that guys have given us, we've kind of kiboshed and we just we try and change it up every couple of years. Whatever we throw out there, it looks looks halfway decent. Guys like it; they don't like it, and we change it up. So, but <laughs> I, you know, I like the kilt look. I, you know, I'm kind of indifferent on the kilt look, to be quite honest with you. I know that there's there's a battle between uh, the schools that have. I know that like there's another Scots. Uh, there's several Scots, as we know. We got Edinburgh, but we also got Ohio Valley, which is in West Virginia, and you also got uh, the Knights at St. Andrews that are an NAI school in North Carolina. They also have the kilt style singlet too. So, uh, you're you're not alone. In terms of the uh, the the the, Argo, the the plaid combinations that you can make, but as we get to the world of Division Three wrestling, and we talk and get get rid of the superficial stuff like the the funny singlets, which I love talking about. But when you said it was a different level than what you had had understood, and you had really limited knowledge of division, what have you learned in the several years that you've been there about the type of athlete, the type of educational system, the type of a uh, kid that wants to go Division three because wrestling is a big part of their life, but it's not their life. Uh, it, that's really what it is. You're you're dealing with kids that they know that they're not going to be on a world team, um, you know. And some of them they know that they're not a national champion, but they want to be a part of a program where they're accepted and they get a chance to wrestle and compete, um, and, and put it on the line for another four years. Um, it's really the family atmosphere of things and really with Alma, you know, we, that's really the culture that we've really tried to build is that we're looking to bring in guys that they want to be doctors and lawyers and I guess businessmen. Um, and they have a chance to wrestle and try and try and achieve their goals. We're going to try and do everything we can to get them that mat time and to build them up to, to develop them. I guess the best way to say it, you know, most of the time we're looking at, uh, guys that they've gone through their growth spurt in high school, but once they get to college, you see that you know that they're going to hit another growth spurt where they're going to become men. And that's really what happens. You know, you deal, the biggest thing that you deal with, I feel like in college or division three is the mental aspect of it. You know, some guys, they haven't quite figured out how to mentally push themselves 
to be great. They're good, but they haven't accomplished that athletic and even, yeah, athletic, I guess the best way to say it, um, greatness. So they're, they're smart kids that you're dealing with and they just kind of overanalyze things sometimes, but that's really what we're looking for. Another thing that's, I've loved about Division Three wrestling is the Division Three championships and the excitement that comes in, especially when you go out into the uh, the Upper Midwest where you've got the the Iowa Conference fans coming down, the the Augsburg fans, and you've got you know Wabash has brought a, a good group out from from Indiana. Messiah starting to really make a run from out east, but you've got these fan bases that they seem more proactive in their cheering than you know the Division One nationals where it's it's more reactive where they they cheer a good takedown after it happens. Whereas at Division Three, you're you're you've got the chance when the kids step on the mat, it's it's a whole different mindset. What was it? What was your experience the first time you actually got to witness a Division Three championship firsthand? Yeah, just like you said. I mean, it's it's more the guys are just cheering you on. They're cheering their teammate on because they're going out to compete, and it's not a cheer because you won or that you hit a great move. It's the guys are cheering all the time. They're just cheering their 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 buddies on, their friends on, their family on, whatever it is, and. And not only that, but you get other teams that cheer on guys because of, of the character of person they are and how they compete. And that was the aspect for me that was amazing is it's almost like a, it is like a step up from high school is that high school teams, they cheer everybody on because they're part of the family, part of the program. And you have that same aspect at Division Three, And uh, that part was, for me, that was really cool to see. And it's, like I said, that's for our program, it's really trying to build that fan base up and and get it so that we have the fan base, like you said, like Wabash and you know Wartburg and and Messiah and Luther, um, and that's really what we're looking to looking to do over the next few years. You know, we've started it already, and and uh, you know just continue to build on that, and hopefully we can make a run for for uh, bigger and better hardware. One thing that often happens when you have an athlete in Division Three, and I think Riley Fever at Wabash has had a little bit of this, is well, why are they why are they in Division Three? Or well, you know, they didn't do this against D one, blah blah blah. You've wrestled D one, and then you've you're coaching Division Three. Do you think that wrestling, the maybe the wrestling community should just be like, hey, we're Division Three, we know what we are. Stop comparing us to everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wrestling for number one. It's it's wrestling, and you're going out there shaking the guy's hand. And may the best man win. And and I guess number two is you're you're fighting for an NCAA title. It's not whether you're a Division One or Division Two. You're 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 fighting for that NCAA title. And really, the bigger picture, you graduate and you have a job, you've got the title. Nobody cares if you're a D one or a D three national champion. They they just they give you props because you put your toe on the line and, and you battled and and you be, you've become successful. And that's really the bigger pitch of things. What is it? The only time people and I and I get two or three calls a week trying to validate uh, if somebody says, "Oh, hey, I met this guy. Says he was an All American somewhere." And you know, if it's if it's the NCAA, NAI, or JUCO, and they're like, "Yeah, they were they were that," you know, I mean, I'm not gonna shoot them down. But the only people who seem to really care about what division are wrestling people as a whole. So uh, you know, yep. <laughs> one of those as, things. And for it is, I guess, looking at it that way, it's kind of. I don't want to say it's bad, but it's like we should just be promoting wrestling in general. Who cares what level they're at? You know, are they successful? Are they getting the guidance they need to be successful? Uh, you know, on the mat, in the classroom, and in life. We're talking with Jeremiah Tobias, the head wrestling coach for the Scots of Alma College. Al, Al, like Al Bundy, not all Al. 
I'm like, I'm doing all these 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 mouth exercises so I can I can be ready when your guys take to the mats at D3s next year in Cleveland. So Alma, we got it. Alma. Like, I don't have an aunt named that, but uh, if I did, I, I would probably be saying it wrong because I'm thinking wrestling. But, uh, Jeremiah, any final words that you wanted to uh, pitch about uh, the program, what you have learned as a coach, things that, that make Division Three great? You got a, got a form here to talk about things on, on the ice hour to, to kind of say, hey, D3, we love it because we do. Yeah, That's I what mean, the show's here for. Just that. Yeah, I mean, just that. You know, I, I appreciate, you know, you, you getting in touch with me to talk about the program. I mean, we're – you know, we're doing our best to build the program up, get the right kids in to fit Alma, uh, and to, to get into the national tournament. You know, coming from Division One wrestling and D one program, you know, it's it, you're wrestling, you're competing for a title, you're getting a great education. Um, you know, I, I love going to the coaches' convention, getting to know the coaches. You know, and even throughout the season, um, and it really it's a it's a it's a network and a, and a family that uh, you know that. I guess cheers each other on, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Love division three, love working for Alma college, um, love working with the guys that, that we have within our program and, and, you know, bring in, uh, trying to bring in the right guys to fit Alma and then our program as well. And one thing I also want to want to pitch before we go is a lot of wrestlers want to be coaches and teachers and they want to be college coaches. And you don't see a large portion of division three coaches come from division one you you have a good number i mean eric jurgens just left uh, augustana but john ostendorp is at co there's a number of them out there what is what is one thing that you could tell a maybe a guy like yourself that uh, you know didn't see the success they wanted in college but wants to coach or somebody that was an all-american maybe a teammate of yours is like yeah i want i want to be a coach what is the pitch for you to say hey you really need to look at the opportunities that division three provides i mean that's really it. it's like you just don't set yourself up. Uh, don't put put a maximum on what you can accomplish. I guess is like don't look at the highest level. Look at all levels. I mean, even if you get your coaching at a high school level, take it and, and run with it and try and do your best. And who knows, an opportunity may come up where you can be a coach at Division three program, a local one, or you have to move your family. But I mean, really, if you want to be a coach, whether you're Division one, Division three, it doesn't matter. You're still coaching. You're impacting the lives of uh, young athletes. And that's, that's really what it's about. Yeah, you've been a coach at the Division One, Division Two, and Division Three level, so you got all NCAA levels checked off your list. Yep. Hopefully, I don't. Hopefully, I don't go anywhere after this. I like where I'm at. I'd like to stay. So, all right. Again, Jeremiah Tobias, thanks for coming on. You can check out the Scots of Alma College at almascots.com. Check out the schedules. All sorts of stuff coming around the state of Michigan this year, and uh, we'll see you down the line, maybe or maybe not, with a kilt singlet. All right, thanks a lot, Jason. Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.